0: Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished watching Gundam Build Fighters and decided it was time to reconquer the next real Gundam series. My name is Jeremy. I'm a series of inflatable packets. I'm Tyler. And my name is Zach. Today we are watching episode seven of Reconquista in G, the Mask Corps' Fierce Assault. I'm going to try, guys, but uh, we're recording a day later than usual, and I forgot we were doing that. So I uh, watched the episodes when I needed to. And then when we didn't record, I was like, you know what? I'll watch those last two Reconquista and G movies because I'm too tired to do anything else. And so now my Reconquista and G brain is in the wrong part of the plot.
1: <laughs> I'm really glad my brain has actually managed to start itself. And I think a lot of that was the conversation heading down here with Jeremy managed to kickstart my brain into gear. I slept like crap last night because I got a uh. hailstorm up where I live right when I was trying to go to sleep. I also slept like crap, but
2: for no discernible reason, so... Well,
0: I just didn't sleep last night and got called into work today after this. By so our powers combined.
1: <laughs> we might have gotten one night's sleep. <laughs> don't worry, guys. We're
0: recording two episodes today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we just finished the movie. You guys said you had positive feelings on these episodes? Or, Tyler, you had one I, feelings on one and don't remember which?
2: Yes, exactly. And uh, Zach said he liked both, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually quite liked these two. Now, granted, there was a little bit of, like... Why did you do that? But there are a couple of parts in here that I really, I, I really liked, like Bellry's mother. I literally laughed out loud at that. So when when she steals the glider, oh yeah, is that this episode? Yeah, that entire I'm, scene I'm pretty is sure fantastic. This episode. I mean, it's great. I actually quite liked the like the interplay between Clem and Rariah that we get in this episode. The only kind of sticking point that I had for it was that last episode, uh, Bellry just killed Captain Delinson. And in this episode, he doesn't seem particularly bothered. In a weird way, he seems like he was more broken up over killing Captain Cahill than he did over killing his instructor.
0: Well, no hot girls have judged exactly, him for
1: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> I, I, that. That was the conclusion I came to, is that instead of uh, you know someone kind of blaming him for it, it was a matter of he just kind of... Either he's lying to himself, which I can totally buy, and being like, no, it couldn't have been him. He kind of is. I mean, we, we, like And We
2: get a little bit of that. But we also ended, I think, last episode on him being like depressed on his bed.
1: Yeah, that that is the last place we ended last episode was he was like depressed on his bed and, and Noreto was there like being supportive. Put a pin in that for a little bit because I want to come back to it very
0: early in the episode, but I want to wait until we're actually starting the episode to give my thoughts on it, which are also, like I said, involving some foreknowledge since if you skipped last episode because we are redoing the movie, I have watched all of the series now. I wonder how much watching the movie and going over everything affected your enjoyment of these episodes, if at all. Because I feel, like I said, I feel like I have a very different lens to watch it through now, which has made it much more enjoyable for me.
2: I feel like I have been plopped right back into episodic Rick and Gisa land. Um, <laughs> like, it's, it's a very different shift. Um, mostly, I think the. Maybe it was the movie. I don't know. I feel like the, like, action beats in this episode just go a lot better. Like there are a couple of harsh cuts between characters, but they're not like nearly as jarring as I feel like most of Recon Gisa has been.
0: We talked about this a little bit off the mics, but this is kind of the first two-parter we've had for Recon Gista and G, right? It's not quite the seed pacing of set-off and payoff these are both individual episodes with rising tension but there's a weird thing where this episode ends on what feels like an ending and then the battle is still going on next week after you know we have a quick timeout we huddle we talk about what plays are going to be running and then we get back into the two-minute offense
1: yeah it it was very strange to have it be like oh okay so uh, episode over i guess this conflict's over and then the next episode it's like we're still here and i'm like you're what now (laughs)
0: The gym's like, yeah, guys, there are still like six enemies.
1: And one of them's wearing a mask, we assume. They they didn't run away. They haven't figured out it's a balloon
0: yet. So, Rico and Gista in G is the story of Bellary, a happy-go-lucky grade-skipping kid with a crush on a hot girl from another country. A hot pirate girl from another country. Yeah, the
2: the fact that she's a pirate is important, I think.
0: (laughs) Bellary accidentally murdered her... Mentor? Mentor? uh, uh, Lover? Boyfriend? Cool I mean, guy? I know what noun I would use, but I don't want to spoil that noun. Um, Father figure? No, these come later. Oh, uh, older brother? He shows up in this episode, remember? Bellary murdered him with a cool mobile suit. Then her name is Ida. She stole that mobile suit with Bellary and his friend Naredo and the crippled girl who's slowly recovering from oxygen deprivation, Rariah, inside with, it. With the, the blessing
1: of the Pope. The, the technical term being waif. With the blessing of the Pope via proxy of the Pope's colonel, who is making an army in the Pope lands. <laughs> Somewhat important to know, his mom doesn't know that. She just knows that he was kidnapped. Even though she's director
2: of operations, and I'm not entirely sure what her job entails. Of
1: the Capitol Tower?
2: Yeah, which receives space batteries from the SU Cortis, who are on the moon.
0: G-Rec is <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Gene laughs> <Ricker's> weird, guys. <laughs> and it's bad at
1: explaining itself.
2: Uh, the more I learn about it, the more I like it. Um, and I think I might actually become a G-Rekko apologist by the end of the series. But I thought we'll you were going to say
1: SU cordist. Esu <laughs> cord? It's not so much that it's bad at explaining itself as it is that it, it's just not going to.
0: Yes, it <laughs> refuses to.
1: Yeah, it if is uninterested ke- yeah, in it. <laughs>
0: if you can't keep up, that's your problem. Let's see. Also, there's Clem Nick. He's a genius who's on the pirate ship. He's our apparently our favorite character. He can't drive the G-Self. Only Rariya the Crippled Girl, Ida the Hot Girl, and Bellary the Not Girl can do that. <laughs> he does have beautiful eyes, though. Correct. And surprisingly nice hair. Uh, <laughs> also, there's a guy with a mask. We don't know who he could possibly be. He's definitely not Bellry's. I was going to say Senpai, because he is older than Bellry, But they were in the same class, so I'm not sure if that's actually Senpai or not. Classmate, definitely. Yeah,
2: closest friend outside of Naredo, who just follows him around all the time.
0: Anyway, he's not him. He joined the Capitol army and they're like, you should wear this mask. It's very cool. And he's like, all right, I will. Also, Bellry killed his uh, mentor last week. He was a bit broken up about that.
2: Yeah, he spent about five minutes on a bed, as far as I can tell.
1: Uh, Apparently being congratulated and uh, thanked by Ida did wonders to perk him right back up. I'd apologize for what a mess this recap has been, but again, probably
0: about <laughs> as good as Rikungi Sanji.
2: I feel like that is actually a fairly thorough synopsis of Recon Sanji, and I would read that and be like, huh, I kind of want to watch that anime, and then I'd be disappointed.
1: Unfortunately, you can't watch this anywhere unless you own the DVDs. Or nowhere, it'll fall off the back of a uh, internet truck. It doesn't fall
0: off. You have to full Fast and Furious 1 this thing and board the truck to take it off.
2: That's what I would know. It was on the back of a garbage truck, and they took it to a landfill, and we had to go
1: mining for it. I would know. I made the mistake of buying it.
0: Yeah, so if you know Zach, you can watch along. (laughs) (laughs) We're watching episode seven this week, The Mask Corps' Fierce Assault. And we begin on a previously on, which we get in a few Recon Geese NG episodes. There are two things I wanted to say about this previously on. The first one is something Zach said last episode that, like, when I was editing sort of stuck with me, which is where Zach said, oh, I don't really consider usually like redone scenes to be content, which was just a one-off thing he said about this movie that was all things. But I was thinking about previously-ons, which is not the context that he meant it in at all. But previously-ons are an interesting thing in fiction because they're basically like, hey, these are all the important things you should know. And if you're a story-conscious guy like me, you're like, oh, okay, so this character is going to show up this week and this plot thread is going to be important. Which is not how Rikungista and G uses their Previously <laughs> Ons at all. Because of conventional storytelling, not for me. I did that 40 years ago, <laughs> says Tomino. Because this Previously On is all about how Bellary killed Delinson. Which and does not come up this episode. It
1: should be, in, in the way it's doing this, it should be far more important in this episode than it ends up being.
0: And I, I don't want to say I think that's purposeful, because that's not quite what I mean. But I think they choose to highlight this because it's not in the episode and they want you to be aware that it's on Bellary's mind because he's it's what it's the one thing it tells us. Right. And it's actually not important to the episode at all.
2: I'm actually because I have the foreknowledge of having watched episode eight, wondering if he
1: like finally dwells with it in episode nine. But although now that I think about it, if I remember this episode right, he's actually not in this episode for a good chunk of it. Like, he's, it It places a lot of focus on Clem, Nick, and uh, Rorya, and Mick Jack, who I am actually coming to like quite a bit. <laughs> no, she's a fun character. Um. So we start on, like, I was going to call it the Archangel, but it's more of a, uh, what's it called, one of the Zaft ships on, like, one seriously heavy weight gain diet. Oh, I was going to call it the inverse of the Megafauna, the Negafauna, if
2: you will.
0: I believe this is the Granadon. All of those letters are in its name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they do name drop it later this episode, I think.
0: Anyway, atop the Gronodon is Mask. The Gronodon is a very aircraft carrier-esque. It's got multiple runways. I actually kind of like it as a design. It doesn't look like a typical Gundam ship, but it doesn't look so different that it doesn't feel like it fits.
1: I, I kind of like it as well. It has, a, like you said, it has a very aircraft carrier feel, especially if you've seen the original designs for Kaga and Akagi, which are fucking wild. But it's it's got a very cool look. Even, like, the batteries on top feel more like they're uh, they're not, like, anti-mobile suit or, like, actual anti-battleship guns, but more of, like, just self-defense anti-air guns. We do see some big cannons that look similar to the Archangels or the White Bases, though. But at the same time, have you seen the 5-inch mounts on some of the aircraft carriers? No. From World War I? They look pretty similar to stuff like that. And they're specifically for anti-air defense.
2: I was actually looking at the design of the ship, and the guns in particular, and I was thinking about them in the context of, like, these people have not really waged a war ever. And, like, this ship looks archaic to me by Gundam ships. Not, like, terribly so, but, like, it looks like a throwback. And I wonder if that's intentional.
0: Yeah, well, like, later, Mask has a line where he's like, oh, what genius, using a ship as a foothold for
1: jets and like i
0: said i think that really plays into this is a society that has not had war in a minute and by that i mean a couple generations
1: they could also be going with the original idea when when uh aircraft carriers were first introduced no one knew what they would do yeah so they could be a situation like the original saratoga and lexington plans where they actually both had like eight inch casemate guns like to ward off cruisers they removed them before World War One started. But the original idea was that they could actually shoot somebody. Well, and that's the way all ships work in Gundam, right?
0: They are aircraft yeah. carriers in function, but big guns are cool, so they also have them. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Although, doesn't the raw callium not raw had. Calium
0: has a lot of megaparticle cannons. It doesn't have like a big sci-fi gun, but it's got a bunch of big beam cannons. Which
1: one was the one that doesn't really like have the a White lot
0: Base is similar, where it's just got some big beam. Oh, was cannons. It the it Neil a,
1: was? It, am I trying to think of the Neil Arguma instead, or am I getting all the, kinds of? The
0: Neil Arguma stuff? has a full-on Yamato wave motion. Okay, so I
1: am thinking it. of the Raw Calium. It's just yeah, it, but, I, it it is more heavily armed than I'm thinking because I'm used to like the uh, the Archangel and the uh, Destiny ship that I cannot think of the name of right now. Not the, the white Minerva. base. Yeah, Minerva, that's it. The Minerva. <laughs> yeah, the raw gallium has a bunch of like, it has like a bunch of
0: Godfreeds basically. It just doesn't have like a wave motion gun. It doesn't have like a Tonhauser or a Lohengrin equivalent. So Mask is psyching up his d- guys who he has, all cal- he has called to the air deck to do a good old cheer. And he's like, let me tell you the truth about myself.
1: I am in fact
0: a Kintala.
1: Just like all of you. And apparently this, <laughs> now I remember what your uh, reference to cannibalism was, Tyler. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: And So Mask, like he's running a class, asks what a Kintala is. And one of them who is a Kintala is like, uh, I heard we used to be food in a past era.
1: <laughs> Corpse starch. And then he ignores that and moves on. Uh. The g way. <laughs> Garondin. I think that's the ship name because he calls it the Garondin's Mask Corp.
0: He's like, if we get results, our, s- our position in society will change,
2: Right. We will no longer be as tasty with steak sauce.
0: And then one of the guys like, and then we could rule the Capitol Tower.
1: And everyone's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're. Um, I think you're jumping the gun a little bit here, man, but okay. That's the Capitol Army's thing, Zach. Dude, was he a man who could become a god?
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all of them pilot elf bullocks. I do like this one guy in the background that I didn't notice who looks an awful lot like Luane Delala to me is like just barely getting in on the high five.
1: Yeah, so it, it it's, it's, the huddle. It's break the huddle. Yep. Yeah, there's lots of huddling in the capital army slash guard. I guess it goes with their cheerleaders. So now we're back to the megafauna, where, where they're deploying their balloon.
0: Yeah, Tomino is such a World War Two nerd. I love him. Gundam needs more of this shit. <laughs> I've missed you, Tomino, in this specific regard.
2: I do love that the grimoires are, like, firing in unison to move it out.
1: <laughs> but Rari is running around as a... Bellary is, like, helping Clem Nick put an anti-aircraft mount on the megafauna. he's basically just acting as a crane. Yeah, my assumption is they, like, took it out to repair it. And Noreto's like, Raya said she wanted
0: to take a nap with the G-Self and won't listen to me. And there's this adorable shot of Raya sleeping in the G-Self's hand.
1: It is pretty great. And then Clem Nick is like, all right, leave, Bellary, you're done. And he just walks off with Rariah,
0: uh, which I find hilarious. The Klimnik's like, hmm, that Rariah girl. She seems way easier
1: to manipulate than somebody who's cognizant.
2: (laughs) Again, I do love that he's playing with his braid while he thinks about this. I feel
1: like it's also a matter of he hasn't quite gotten the opportunity to uh, test if she can actually drive the G-Self yet.
2: Which is one of his stated desires from earlier.
1: I will say the the animation on the Megafauna, the inflatable... Inflating is actually pretty
2: good. Yeah, I want to come up with a, like a portmanteau with balloon and fauna, and I just don't think there is one. I was
1: trying to think of like inflatofauna, but that doesn't sound quite right. Cut to the first nut where Belvery's mom has shown up for work. In the same
0: Coriol? Coriol she... is the name of the nut, yes.
1: Okay. Her like turban thing here threw me off, and I'm like, is this a new character? Until she took it off, I was like, actually actively questioning that. I, I do but love she looks the, different enough that I couldn't puzzle it out. I love the one line from the
2: guy she's running the elevator with, and he's like, "My body weight keeps going up," and some guy's like, "That's not the inertial gravity." Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. So she, she rents a Segway. Uh,
1: <laughs> when I saw this, she's like, "They're even letting stuff like that." As she's looking at the Kate sit, and I'm like, "Well, that's what you get." Is uh, all this stuff is happening because your main mode of transportation is a Segway? <laughs> <laughs> but it's Jugin who's peach lips. Yeah, is, is this the first time we get a name
0: for him? I think it might be. I think it's the second time, but it's, I remembered Jugin named after the Jagen. It's, the name has just been corrupted after all these years is my mnemonic for him. <laughs> anyway, the capital Army is here. They're turning the nut into a military base, and they have taken the largest hall for themselves. So Belry's mom goes to her office to let out stress with the most manic laugh I've ever seen. <laughs> We also see she keeps hippos in all of her offices.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is the most random manic laugh. She just finds them really amusing, I guess. Then we
0: harsh cut in the style of G-Reco to her on the convention floor, getting ready to give Jugan a piece of her mind. She
1: basically is like, hey, this isn't a frontline base. You can fuck off. And he's
0: like, nah, it's just a supply stop. And one of these guys like, Commander, we've located the pirate ship. It's very,
1: very blurry. <laughs> I mean, like, this is what makes the balloon make a little bit of sense. Because they're like, hey, it, it's correcting for blurry. It's just, it's very blurry, hard to notice. So you wouldn't be able to tell that it. it's just an inflatable.
2: We also learn, I think later this episode, that apparently goddamn telescopes are against the taboo. So no <laughs> one's developed a telescope in... Like, decades. So that explains well, also it, why it's a blurry image. Looking
1: looking at astronomy is against the type I, of, <laughs> No
0: navigating by the North Star. I, that's God actually episode that. eight. It's the next okay. episode where we learn that. Because
1: um, it, it's later when a couple of other characters who haven't shown up are also talking to them. I guess we just get to forget how the solar system works. <laughs> it's not like uh, looking up was one of the first things humans ever did.
0: So Bellary's mom is very interested in the pirate ship on account of her
1: son is probably there. And she offers the excuse that she just wanted to have a look at the pirate ship because uh, she's the operations director. And then bails. And Jigen's like, hey, Becker, you've got a name. Follow her.
2: Anyway, let's look at the Garondin.
1: Oh, no, it's even
0: blurrier. I I love this. It's like, I can't see a thing. And then the guy just puts a picture of it and (laughs) dry-docked in front of it.
1: That is a pretty
0: funny thing there. Then we cut to the Garondin. Oh, my God, a cut that makes sense. (laughs) And all of its elf bullocks launching. Man, I actually really like the launching animation on them.
1: I think it's fine, but my brain was like, "Why are you dumping all of your like launch equipment into the ocean?" Because they're on like those like tripod roller things, and they launch with the with the boosters into the sky, but they dump the they just drop the uh, the wheels into the into the ocean instead of it being like an actual catapult or something that just stops. I know how this ship looks. There's probably a part of the ship there that catches it,
2: like a scoop.
0: Maybe. Well, I know how the ship looks when it's flying. Okay. Yeah. And I th- okay. think there's a part there. That would, make a, that would make it make a little bit more sense.
2: Anyway, cut to definitely not a Zaku.
1: No, it's a Jahannam. And uh, it, I believe this is Mick Jack is like, hey, look, that's the Megafauna's dummy balloon. It's not Mick Jack. She okay. shows up later. I oh, know. You're right. This is one of my favorite parts here. And I <laughs> it's just, I love this. Where they high five. Yeah. He, the like, guys on the... Uh, on the floaters go past the guys that are towing the megafauna balloon and they high five each other as they go by. (laughs) And I absolutely love that. So
2: something I noticed, I I think this is actually a pretty good design piece, is that both the grimoires and the johannams, is that what they are? Have like ball shaped cockpits. Um, that imply like they're all made by the same military, right? And like, oh no, it's just a nice continuity detail.
0: And that's like a standard Universal Century thing post-Zeta Gundam. There's a lot of design stuff that is consistent in this from post-Zeta Gundam Universal Century. It's the same with the cockpits. The cockpits are Zeta Gundam style with all those monitors and such. And like, it's just very cool. There's lots of Universal Century stuff in here that you have to know Universal Century to catch, but it
1: adds a cool consistency to the design, like you said. So I guess we've got the assault pack for yep. the G-Self here that has never been tested. G-Self, all of its new toys
0: for the next couple episodes are delivered. And Ida starts telling Doniel that they just got supplies. They can't go do a mission. But Doniel's like, yeah, but the president moved up the schedule. So we've got to go do another decoy operation. That's what main characters in Gundam series do.
1: I don't know why I had to double check him because I was like, doesn't Ida's normal outfit have long sleeves? But no, it doesn't. I just don't know why it looked so awkward here that I was like, "No, it must have. It must be different."
2: You know, e- everyone's outfit seems very like beach oriented in this to me, especially with Command Operations Director. Is that his name? Executive Officer. Executive, Executive officer, officer in his Hawaiian shorts. <laughs> uh, but everyone feels very like laid back, like part of a pirate crew in the
1: Caribbean to me. It reads fine to me. Oh, reads fine. It was just one of those things where I was my my brain was like. Doesn't she normally got long sleeves on? So we cut out to Clem Nick doing his best Paptimus Scirocco
0: impression with Rariah being like, look into my eyes. (laughs) They want you to pilot a mobile suit. So does your fish. And she's like, oh, pretty eyes. And Clem Nick, a smooth operator, is like, because I see you with them. Anyway, you and me and your fish want to see you pilot a cool Gundam. (laughs) So why don't you do it?
1: Drive the mobile suit. Or I'll have to make Belry do it again. And Bryce's like, "Oh, can I do that?" And Clooney's like, "Don't believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and me." Cut back to Bellry's mom, who has entered a hangar with a glider.
2: Oh, I was gonna say it's uh the thing that Anakin commandeers in
1: the Buc- Naboo Starfighter.
0: Yes, <laughs> she says she can use it, but then Becker and Becker's sidekick run in, and are like, What's "And there? Becker's sidekick's sidekick." <laughs> they're like, "What's there a glider doing here?" And Bellary's mom is like, "We are prepared for everything at the Capitol Tower. Gliders are not are of historical value, so we avoid the taboo that way. It's why we can have a mobile suit museum
1: down." At Earth it has to too. be maintained in working order. As she climbs into the cockpit and starts being, like, we have to make sure it's in working order. It doesn't violate the taboo. Pushing buttons, and Becker's like, "Ah, oh, can we use this for military use? We could use it for reconnaissance." And then Bellary's mom screams as the thing closes down and the door starts opening. So the first time I saw this scene, I found it very awkward that she went to competent to full
0: screaming. And then we find out it's all an act. Do you find it awkward as well? I like it in hindsight, knowing what the whole deal well, is. But it has that G-Reco not telling the audience what's going
1: on feel to because it. Because of when like. she first enters it, says, I can use this. I assumed from the start that she was playing I did not, but honestly, it didn't
2: read. We- like I thought, she was just legitimately startled by the fact that it started moving on her.
0: I think that's fine, but she just keeps freaking out after this, and so it read is really weird compared to that first sentence
1: to me. Well, she but, she keeps freaking out until it actually launches, and, I, and then she's like,
0: oh, "Okay, do I do I have to keep acting? Can they hear me on the radio?" I do like it. I just found it very
1: awkward. Well, and, first and she keeps playing it up until the radio stops.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. Um, I, like I said, I just found it awkward the first time.
2: Yeah. So anyway, Becker calls Jugin um, and it was like, uh, the director just launched in a glider.
1: Um, it can't come back here. And if she hits the atmosphere at the wrong angle, she's going to fry. And Jugin is like, man, I don't like her, but I didn't want her to get atmosphere
0: murdered. That's not helpful to our cause. <laughs>
2: Um, And then we cut back to Bowery's mom, who is like, (laughs) well, one, she bonks her head on the cockpit, which is hilarious.
1: And it finds out there's no uh, spacesuit on board.
2: And then she gets legitimately actually kind of nervous after dropping the act where she's like, am I actually going to be able to (laughs) re-enter?
1: Yeah. Do do I actually know what I'm doing? I cut to Rariah, who
0: does seem to know what she's doing. And he's like, hey, just carry a rifle for me. You can do that, right? Chachumi and I are watching you.
2: And she's like, Chachumi's watching. Well, I better perform for my fish.
0: Cut back to the mask cores who are disconnecting their cool boosters on their elf bowls. These are elf yeah, books. You're right. Like, time to test our cool beam sabers after this eye catch.
2: You know what's cooler than implied cannibalism? Basically, anything but that. Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 7 slash 8 with us. It's it's episode 7 of the show, but 8 of us recording on the show. I apologize for the auto quality on this one. I have been out of my house for over a week now, and I forgot to record a mid-spot for this before that happened. So I am currently coming to you live and in Technicolor video from San Francisco, you have to have one of the special devices to see me while I'm talking. Um, in interest of keeping it short, hey, we have a patreon.com slash Um It's got all sorts of stuff up there. If you are some sort of nerd, um, you will like pretty much everything that is there. The most recent episode was ranking Batman villains. Um, that was a lot of fun. We also talk about Battletech, watch various movies, play stupid game shows. It's all over the place. So if any of that sounds like fun, uh, for $5 a month you can get that and all of our episodes as soon as they finish being edited. Okay, let's get back to some dashingly pretty eyes.
1: This one I believe is new, it's uh, Mask. Smokin'. We already made that joke.
0: Anyway, we're back and now it's time for the combat scene. But at least there was an eye catch in there to make the transition less awkward. Back to Klimnik, who's like, good, Raya. Now can you hold a shield? And she's like, a shield? Where's the shield button? I think it's L2, or is it square? And Belri changed the controls.
1: Klimnik is like, oh, it seems like it's working
2: right. And Raya says, it's mine. And I wonder if that's a relevant thing at some point. Because she was the original pilot.
1: And Belri's back, and he's like, (laughs) the captain's like, where the heck were you? And he's like, I was eating, dude. And Noreto's like, hey, they said the G-self went out. And Belri's like, what? What does that mean? It well currently dude, it means you don't have a ride. And then we've got we, we cut back to Mask giving his guys shit for tra- taking too long to transform into mech mode. Like, do you have to flip a whole bunch of different switches? There's a quick time event, Zach, and if you get it, it you know, it's like re-rotating
0: Gears of 4. If you get it right, you transform extra good <laughs>
1: <laughs> with a damage boost.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, we actually saw one of them was, like, its legs locked in place a little bit while it was transforming.
1: And uh, here's where we get a very good mm-hmm. clarification that Mask is a Gurren Lagann fan. <laughs> <laughs> so is Trace Not it turns out. I didn't remember that. And also he uh, that he
0: existed before Gurren Lagann. So I guess he's a Gunbuster fan. But he definitely rides to uh, his final battle. Arms crossed, holding his gun like it's a cane. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bellary is chided for being eating while there's an action going on. And he's like, hey, being fed is part of being a pilot. And Ida gets trapped in a walk cycle asking if they have a machine for Bellary.
1: And apparently they're like, okay, we're just going to give him this random
0: pilot's Johanim. And Ida's like, yeah, he's a good pilot. He's better than Rando64. Uh, he's got the highest kill count. They, they aren't aiming for kill count, but
1: And uh, Naredo goes, they're bullying you. I do kind of like the fact that as Naredo is trying to continue to follow Bellary, the mechanic Adam Smith is like, no, you stay over there. That's as far as you go. I love the like crane they stick him into the Jahannam with because it has no lift <laughs> wire. And they have no chill about it. I love that <laughs> they just like <laughs> scoop him in. It's really and, funny. And uh, we, we've got our old vague menace Gravity is back. Yeah, Exactly. In this
0: sequence, consistent. Luckily, the jahannam is universal standard compliance, so Bellary's like, "Leave it to me." And then, as soon as half is out of your shot, it's like, "I will not be able to say that and believe it for at least two years." <laughs> and
1: then he starts <laughs> launching uh, the, the, the belt, or it's not—it's not a fryscop, but it's, it's a billet. The the billet, which is basically another flying donut for him to fly around on, takes off before he's ready. So he again, gravity being that vague menace, almost falls
0: off the back of it. And the guy's like, you good to go? And Bellary's like, hey, let me test fire the beam rifle real quick.
1: And the guy's like, yeah, go for it. He fires his M4 beam rifle into the ocean and gets chided by the pilot for, why didn't you fire it upwards? And Bellary has the good point of, did you really want the bad guys to see it? Yeah, basic military tactics. Why is everyone so bad at this?
0: Because no one's done it in years. The American army has done it, though. They've been at war for 10 years. That doesn't mean this guy has. Fair. Cut to gravity, a grave menace for (laughs) Belry's mom, trying not to fry in the atmosphere.
1: She's wearing like an oxygen mask. Just in case the seal ruptures, I guess. then takes
0: it off. I mean, later. And she's like, oh no, I forgot to bring bananas and cinnamon
1: biscuits. Belry will hate me.
0: (laughs) She's such a weird character
2: to me. Oh, oh, I thought she was taking it off there. Um, I know
1: she does. I thought she did there too. No, she's just praying to SU courtism. A random shot of Bellry trying to look into the cockpit of his belay. As belay pilot's like, yeah, I guess Rariah's
0: in the G-Self. Clem Nick was being real weird with her. And then uh, Ida slams into him to talk.
2: Causing him to drop his water bottle, which is pretty funny. He chides her for taking an anti-capital ship rifle again.
1: Then she's like, hey, uh, the, the hostiles coming from the West, are they the capital army? And it's like, I mean, if you're Bellaria, it's like, why the fuck are you asking me? I don't know any more about it than you are, than, what, than you do. Which
0: is basically what he says. Mariah is drawn in by the flashing of the fight near the balloon, the, the great fight of the megafauna balloon,
2: and it causes her to start, I guess, g- going battle crazy. She rushes towards it. I'm not sure how to read that, honestly. I think it's I read it as like muscle memory. That that's also what I was reading it as. Uh, but as she, she flies... immediately
1: gets toasted. Yep. And uh, the G self is sent into the drink, and then she, she calls, calls out, <laughs> out for Mister Pretty Eyes.
0: Unfortunately, Mask is here. Is like ah, time to nab myself a G self. Luckily, Mister Pretty Eyes comes to the rescue. Unfortunately for him, Mask has the high ground and also some demon animation, <laughs> and most importantly, perhaps leg beam sabers,
2: which he uses to cut apart Klimnik's javelin and beam rifle.
1: Um, and Klimnik is like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> See, the problem is, since he's not wearing a flight suit, he can't do too much. <laughs> R- Raya is concerned with
0: drowning, another constant minor menace in this series.
1: <laughs> but fortunately, just in time, Belry and Ida show up to uh, fish the G-Self out of the drink. We do get a, a good shot of uh, Raya, like, basically having a panic attack in the cockpit. And uh, Bellry hoists her back up and just tells her to go limp. As Ida is like, I'm gonna go save Clem Nick. So, Bellry really takes Riot to the beach, the
0: natural home base of pirates.
1: No, it's just a random, it's, it's just this, like, small sandbar island.
2: I do like that he has a nickname for her, basically.
0: And when she when he opens the cockpit, she's laughing. is like, oh, man, that was crazy, huh, Bell?
1: Bellry's like, yeah, why don't you shoot me play outside? And then she immediately jumps into the, uh, after she sees a bird with red eyes go by, she immediately jumps into the Jehenna? Jehenna. Johannum, after Belry was telling his pilot, you know, keep an eye on Mariah. I have to go save Ida and Nick because I'm the main character.
0: <laughs> Nick tries to Inception mask into letting him shoot him down. Bioshock. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mask is not a protagonist of a video game
1: or a movie. He's but it is somebody boy. else that he that he gets knocked down. Um, it,
2: I was going to say then he shoots down a bunch of people with like some missiles and a javelin.
1: Unfortunately,
0: Mask still has the high ground and missiles. And keeps hitting him. But then Ida shows up and is like, oh, man, that's a lot of dudes. Because Mask has a lot of dudes. Uh, one of which shoots down this poor Grimoire. And he was like, you guys act
1: like you're the American Army's re- elites. But you're just some crappy pirates. Pirates suck. He says a bunch of, pi- a bunch of elites aspiring to be pirates.
0: Ida falls off her Fryscop, and we get the one shot of the entire series of the g Kane's transformed form. No transforming into it. No explanation of what it is or anything. Just one shot, and that's a series wrap on the g Kane's transformed form. It is
1: also very poorly animated. <laughs>
2: yeah, I like how it's just like someone dragged a drawing
1: of it around on a background. <laughs> we have to specifically call this one out as to how badly animated that one is, because the animation has been so consistently good. I want to call it they gave the in a transformation and used it exactly once, drew no attention to it. It served no purpose. But the model does transform. I didn't <laughs> know it was a transformation. I thought it was her just literally laying out. One of the uh, mask cores is about to go
0: in for the kill when the bad animation of G-Reco causes Bellry to teleport to him and slash him. And then Bellry uses the bad animation to teleport to every member of the mask Corps <laughs> and begins cutting them in half.
2: Then he pulls the arcane out of the ocean by telling Ida to
0: use the boost to get through. Yeah, apparently, Ida is such a bad pilot, she needs
1: Bellary to tell her to just jump, man. <laughs> well, I feel like it's a matter of a, uh, the boosters on the G arcane wouldn't have lifted it out of the water on its own. And the G self couldn't have lifted it out of the water on its own either.
0: Uh, so Bellary starts going to town all main character style. Mask tries to stop him. But he goes with the G cell fell from the sky. Don't you understand what that means?
2: No, I don't, Bellry. Would you like to explain?
1: <laughs> <laughs> SU cord. It means it was developed by aliens. <laughs> we have to find Setsuna F say in his metal form. Bellry gets a wing cut off,
2: which is like the first damage he's taken the entire show, right?
1: Depends on if you count the shield earlier when I got super banged up. He was using it as a shield. I don't. I'm not counting that. It's still
0: damaged. Then he running like, Ray hunting. I can control it, which causes a beam to shoot out of his chest at Mask. And Mask is like, what is this bullshit?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is also a beam in the shape of the G-self.
1: Correct. Ida's like, we need to help. We need to help Bellary. And then Klimnik is like, you're being too aggressive. And Bellary is like, yeah, we should retreat. And they all get up in formation. And Mask is like, great. Now I can take you what? out with AoE. I wanted to... to highlight the fact that Klimnik says you're being too aggressive and then immediately after that is like that even the G-self is not infallible. So, um, which one is it, my man? Well, I I think he's saying well, I don't know. I had an explanation for this when I was watching the episode, but I I read it as simply
0: like, hey, no, like just because Bellary's here doesn't
1: mean we can just go charging in. But there was she was specifically saying we need to go help Bellary. Yeah. And then he's like even the G, we can't do that. We can't be aggr- We can't be gr- reckless. Even the G self isn't infallible. <laughs> so um, that's that's why she's saying you have to go help him. He's a so genius. you're answering a question that doesn't exist, Mr. Genius Pretty Eyes.
0: <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> so, an infinite number of masks, guys, which is how many he seems to have, given how many Bellry has shot down, corner the three of them, and they're about to be- take them out when there's a BMR KO out of nowhere! From- specifically from behind a hill.
1: And it takes out a Kate I, I don't think we've actually seen more guys than he showed up with originally. No, he showed up with a lot of guys. Well, though. he showed up with a lot of guys, and specifically, he showed up with, like, Eight elf bullocks, and we haven't seen that many go down in, like, four or five kate sets. Um,
2: anyway, this giant green thing comes up and just starts absolutely laying down some It su- is the Armor Fire. Zagan.
0: <laughs> yep. The Armor Zagan is here. And I just like, oh, man, my dad built a big green laser thing? <laughs> well, I guess it did save our lives with its big green lasers. <laughs> and Bell was like, what the
1: fuck is that? Let me take my helmet off to get a better look at it. But mask unit wasn't fully destroyed. Cut so- to Bellry's mom entering the atmosphere <laughs> and taking
2: her mask off midway through. Apparently she doesn't know about Rariah and the dangers of not having oxygen in the atmosphere. Just give her a fish. No, give her a hippo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hippo's a little bit harder to transport.
0: Yeah, hippos are very dangerous to <laughs> people who don't have their wits about them, I feel.
1: <laughs> That's
0: the end of the episode. It's a weird, abrupt ending in a lot of ways. I mean, it feels like the, the day is saved, so now they can all go relax, which is not what the ending will be.
1: It, it does very much feel like that, though. Like you said, because here's the armor Zagan here to provide backup, and yes, the fight is won. Congratulations, yeah, Bellry. Takes helmet
2: home off, right? The mask Bel-
1: turns around to leave, and the last shot is on Bellry's mom coming in. It's not on the fight anymore,
2: so it's like, okay, so that's clearly done. Which kind of implies that's what the next episode is going to be about, which it kind of only partially is.
0: Well, it's about that and another parental figure and a villain.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I will say one thing in this episode's favor is I feel like the, the harsh cuts actually kind of make sense a little bit in this episode.
0: They work better in action scenes. Like the G-Self just teleporting around slashing things is
1: unfortunate. I would have really liked more animation there. A little bit more context as to how it's going, where it's going would have been nice. But at the same time, because we just saw him get in, it does do at least the homework of here comes Bell Reef to the fight. Overall, I think this might have been the episode I had more positive feelings about. Um, I
2: actually thought this was a pretty fun episode. The action tracks pretty well. There's like some legitimately kind of funny moments.
0: Yeah, I don't dislike it. I like how these two play together fairly well. I do find the Klimnick Varia angle sort of weird, especially how that just k- kind of gets abandoned. Now, the megafauna is only attacked while they're doing something else. They're only attacked when somebody's out in a mobile seat with the cockpit open.
1: <laughs> it always seems like the, Ameri- or the the capital army is waiting specifically for one of them to have taken the G-Self out to do something else. Then they know to attack, even if they're only attacking a balloon that is made to resemble <laughs> a megafauna. I'm not
0: sure what Clem Nick wanted to accomplish by having her test it. Because, like, he sees she can move it.
1: Which kind of implies that nobody is pulling his leg about her being able to pilot it.
0: Yeah, and I
2: I think that's as much information as he wanted. I think it was just bad timing.
1: Do you have a high point, Tyler? Save me, Mr. Pretty Eyes, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good joke. Zach? I think my high point of the episode has to be when Bellary's mom is getting into the glider, because that part legitimately made me laugh. That's. I. She plays
2: as such a straightforward character, it's really interesting to see her being crafty at all.
1: Which obviously worked to a certain degree, because at least Jeremy wasn't even uh, certain she was just playing it up.
0: Because there's also that weird breakdown she has earlier in the episode for a half second that they feel is important enough to show us, but doesn't. When she's laughing at the
1: hippo on the wall? Yeah.
2: I think it's also a little bit... Or I guess the juxtaposition, I think, is a little bit stronger with her being a straightforward character when she... Finishes like she drops the act and then bonks her head and is like, oh, no, there's no spacesuit. I didn't actually plan this that thoroughly, which shows that she's like not actually as conniving as she might otherwise be.
1: Well, it kind of showed that she planned to take it. But because Becker and his guys were following her and came in right afterwards, she didn't really have the time to plan the whole thing out in a way that she would have probably liked. What's your high point, Jeremy? I was about to ask. I like the
0: armor Zagan coming over the hill. I think that's pretty good and effective. It's a good turn, a tide turner, and it feels like it is raising the stakes in an appropriate way. Do you have a low point, Tyler?
2: I was going to say the fact that the inflatable Megafonda doesn't really get used this episode. What is my actual low point? I think it's actually going to be the the teleporting Bell Reaction shot. Um, it's just like, I really wish we could have seen that be fleshed out a little
1: bit more.
0: Yeah, it feels less cool and more like just Bell Re is here, so now all the bad guys are dead. Exactly. Because of that.
1: Zach, probably that shot of the arcane transformed (laughs) because the animation is terrible. I didn't even know it transformed until Jeremy said it was a transformation. Like, it's just all around bad. Like, there's no storytelling relating to it. They haven't implied anywhere in there that it has a transformation. It just kind of is. When I watched this, I legitimately just thought it was like the arcane was just laid out like that it was it was trying to dodge fire yeah that's what i thought
2: when i saw it too um and i'm even more disappointed <laughs> based on jeremy telling us it is the only
1: time
0: we see it in the show
1: <laughs> yep so what's your low point jeremy
0: you guys took both the ones i was really strongly considering taking i think i find clem nick and raya's interactions here really awkward i think from raya they're fine i like the mr pretty eyes bit and they're like ah choo-choo me but like clem nick is being real manipulative and i don't know what to what ends
1: It also seems, I we haven't seen him do something like this before, it seems kind of weirdly out of character, but at the same time, he also does strike me as the kind of character that would employ all kinds of means if he thought it would get him whatever it is he wants, but I don't know what that is here. As far as I'm
2: concerned, he's just collecting, like, test data, right, and, like, there's no reason for him to be that manipulative about it. Like, I don't understand why he couldn't have just asked the captain and maybe also Bellry to be like, hey, I want to put Rariah in the mobile suit. Let's see how this goes.
0: Maybe he did ask the captain because we know this is a long term plan he's had. But anything else you guys want to say? Or MVPs? We have MVPs. MVP Tyler.
2: I think it's going to be Mask, actually. He had the whole whole Cantala speech. He had uh, the pirate crew on the run. He was about to win, maybe? Question mark. <laughs> it was only the, the gosh darn mobile armor that stopped him from doing so.
1: I think I have to give it to Bellary's mom. She was a lot of fun this episode. She was a lot of fun this episode. The whole manipulative thing was great. The kind of like random, oh I didn't get bananas or cinnamon roll or cinnamon buns for Bellary. You know, that's the kind of like weird random thought that would go through your head in a situation like that. Like this has absolutely nothing to do and is not going to help me here, but it is also the kind of random thing that would come up as just, oh I didn't do this. It also does kind of serve to help that she is thinking of Bellary on a, you know, reinforce that, idea that she is thinking of Bellary, even if he doesn't necessarily believe it. What's your uh, MVP for this one, Jeremy?
0: Clem Nick drives the episode, but I don't really want to give it to him. Because um, he's count- weird about yeah, it. Yeah, and he was my low point. Rariah doesn't really do much. She's a bystander, unfortunately. She's kind of not a character yet in a lot of ways. She does take a nap on the G-self, though. That's pretty Which is
2: adorable. Uh, the, I, I agree, though. She's kind of a mascot right now, more than she's a character.
0: So I guess I'll also give it to Mask. He is driving a lot of the action. He does a huddle. He exposits something, uh true feat in the world of Gista and G. I guess he delegates expositing, but... <laughs> that's I That's how
1: we know that Mask is actually a pretty good leader, because he knows how to delegate. I just can't imagine any
2: sort of society where breeding humans for food... Is an economically viable? Why would you ever? I'm so confused. I mean,
1: hell, even 40k doesn't do that. They just eat. their dead.
2: I oh, don't know. That just always reminds me of a that modest a, proposal. Yeah, but then you get into the thing where, like, now you're producing them on purpose, and like a modest proposal is like, let's eat our surplus. Uh, <laughs> this always reminds me of that one Lovecraft story, Rats in the Walls. I Rats oh, in the Walls. It, it's one of my favorite Lovecraft stories.
0: Shall we add the Elf Bullock to our mobile suit list? Spoilers, it's not going to be around much longer. It's not on there already. <laughs> no, we have well, the yeah, Elf the Bull. Elf bowl. <laughs> oh, this, this one's a lot of bullocks. This one has leg beam sabers and doesn't randomly jettison its bottom half to <laughs> another dimension when threatened. Yeah,
1: sure, we can add it on there. I'm not a huge fan of it. It's basically just a color-swapped Elf bowl, right?
0: It's got the booster unit that it can detach, but that and like I said, it's got the beam saber oscillation legs. Do we think it's better or worse than the elf?
2: My overriding consideration is that I like the elf bullock's color scheme better, but the foot beam sabers are pretty cool. So I think I'm going to give it to the mass-produced elf bullock.
1: That's my knee-jerk reaction, but I don't think it goes very much higher. No. It, it doesn't, like, it just has bullshit laser spam,
2: and I am never a huge fan of anything that, whose primary mode of attack is that. You can't dodge them all, Tyler. Well, I'm not saying it wouldn't be effective. I'm just, It's just not very fun to
1: watch.
0: So probably not better than the Aegis Gundam, which is the next transforming mobile suit we have on the no.
1: list. No. The thing, at least for me, a lot of the things that hold back held back the Elf Bull against some of the other ones are the same things that are holding back the Elf Bullock. Better or worse than the Wyndham. Interesting.
2: I think I like it a little bit better than the Wyndham, actually. I think I like the Wyndham more.
0: I'm torn. I like The the Wyndham is way more standard mobile suit, right? Which I do think I like more, but I like how the Elf Bullock stands out. I think I will also go with the Wyndham, just barely. Better or worse than the RX-78?
1: The RX-78 is an absolute
0: classic.
1: I think I like the RX-78 a little bit more. I'm sorry as the Wyndham
2: is above it, um, so I think I agree.
1: <laughs> Better or worse than the Destroy Gundam? Hmm. I think I think I said this about the Elf Bull. In two, two three weeks, I'm not going to remember what the Elf Bullock is. I'm not forgetting this Destroy Gundam. That is a fair argument. I, I will cede to that as well.
0: Uh, so the elf bullet goes at number 78 above the elf ball and below the strikendum
2: <laughs> Well, I was right. It's not going
1: very much higher. Well, at least we're consistent. Any final thoughts on this episode? I thought this one was fun. I actually enjoyed it, despite the fact that, you know, it felt like Bellry should have been more, you know, broken up over Captain Delton. But then on this rewatch, I remember, he kind of doesn't have anything to do that, isn't in crisis mode in this episode. Like uh, he doesn't do very much before crisis mode happens and he reappears on screen.
2: Yeah, he's just kind of here.
1: And they kind of imply he's like slacking off before that, so.
2: I like this episode a lot simply because, like, this might be the most amount of characterization it has done with a single character in an episode with Bell's mom. So, I like it for that, if nothing
0: else. All right, then. We will be back next week with episode eight of in NG, Mother father and mask. (laughs) Listen to it or you won't know how the fight ends, even though the fight ended.